The thoughts and opinions on Just Some Podcast are of the hosts and guests and do not represent the views of organizations that employ them or they volunteer for. They are also not responsible for spontaneous black holes or nuclear wars that may occur. You have been warned. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another fun-filled and exciting episode of Just Some Podcast. This is Tom. Hey, this is Ben. Tom, man, how's it going, bud? Well, it's hot. That's how it's going. Damn right it is. It's hot all over. I know it's quite a bit hotter where you're at, but the, it seems like the humidity's worse here. So not only are you hot, but you're sticky all the time. So I don't know. That's super you get fun. a pretty good case of swamp ass here. So Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm well aware. I just... Ugh. So maybe it's because it hasn't been that hot that it suddenly got hot and you're like, oh, son of a bitch. So I seriously thought like all the fireworks were going to be soggy. Like it was so humid out. You're like, oh, this is terrible. But I'm also excited. I don't know why I said excited. There was nothing exciting about Swamp Ass. But you know what I am? I am excited for a completely separate subject. It was a piss poor lead in, Ben. You fucking <laughs> failed me on the setup. Okay. So we are doing mental health awareness uh on the show this month and yep. we have the somewhat okay and marginally well educated jessica with us oh thank you <laughs> so, great so, intro yes thank great you. Intro. just so everybody wow. knows i actually know her from a previous life so i felt like it was okay to tease her somewhat <laughs> during that but <laughs> jessica welcome to the show do you want to tell the uh two or three people that are going to be downloading this and listening to it on their car ride, who you are and what's going on. Sure. I'm Jessica. We established that. Yeah. Like Tom said, I knew him in a different life. We'll say a lifetime, different lifetime ago. I am the behaviorist at family practice. I work with most of the primary care providers. We work on behavioral interventions um, and things of that nature. So what questions do you have for me? Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought you said you listened oh, to the show. No, no, way, way too quick. You're not getting off the hook that easy. <laughs> this, this is the part of the show um, I like to say. I told Ben to ask me specific questions. Oh, we're going to get specific. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but this is this is the part of the show where we're like, we kibitz a little bit. Like we, we just talk about some stuff like, you know, the week we had, how was your week been Jess? My week has been, it's been very busy. It's been a busy week, which is good. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that better than doing nothing. Baseball practices. I've been working out like crazy. So it's keeping me pretty busy and motivated. All right. Which is uh, always fun to see when Jess has been working out because you know, Jess and I do work together. So you can always tell when she's been working out extremely hard because she's walking down the hallway like she can barely move. 
<laughs> it was a good exercise. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen too often. So do you do like a CrossFit or anything or is it just... No, I just do a mix of different things. I've been doing, I've recently taken up running, which is new for me. I've been doing is anything, anywhere from. Is something chasing you? Like, why would you do that? Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. That's <laughs> not anything I ever thought I would do. I used to walk all the time, but I joined this running group in the community. And so that's been a big motivator just to get out and, and move. And they keep you at a steady pace, so. A running group, that kind of sounds like a cult. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it kind of is. <laughs> well, I, the, the only time I've heard of a running group that someone told me about, and I was like, huh, there's a running group around here where they run like a half mile or a mile to another beer stop. And then they stop and they all have drinks. And then they like jog go. for like another mile. And then they, I was like, okay, so that sounds fun. But at the same time, let's say I did four miles, which is not going to happen, but let's say I did. So what you're saying is I'm going to be sloshing around a mini keg for four miles. That sounds fucking terrible. So that does sound terrible. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the idea, I guess if I was skinny and ran a lot, it wouldn't be that big a deal, but I'm like, dude, I'm like a, uh, like a dump truck. Like that's not going to be very fun hauling that around so <laughs> but no hey that's great i'm glad i'm glad you got into running and stuff i i keep seeing all the crossfitters there's several actually very well-known crossfit gyms close to where i live and i always want to try something new but i honestly i just can't right now it's time i just have a weird schedule so it's not the easiest but i know i need to make that time but i see them doing all these new exercises i just was like god that that looks awesome i just have never mm-hmm. done it yet so yeah, I've never gotten into CrossFit. That's the excuse I keep giving myself. So, yeah. <laughs> but Tom, I'm not sure that you can do CrossFit without telling everybody that you're doing CrossFit. You got to remember that. So, yeah. How do you know the CrossFit guy died because he stopped telling you he was doing CrossFit? Yeah, I get it. I, I, I get it. But OK, so uh, in a roundabout way, I know a nurse whose brother is like a mega he's like i don't want to say famous but he's a competitor in crossfit if i looked like that dude i would tell you i crossfitted as well so i'm just saying i was like holy (laughs) cow jennifer like that's your brother she's like yeah i'm like i think he got crossbed with a moose or something like something happened to that guy (laughs) like jesus christ so i mean i get it you know a weird thing well we'll talk about that off the air but there is some other things i've been looking at i'm just like hey that's very cool but so uh so jess this is also the part of the show this is ben's favorite part of the show this is the part of the show where we (laughs) tell everybody about uh where they can find us on social media well, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Just Some Podcast. Or you can find us on the web. We're at www.justsomepodcast.com. You can email us, admin at justsomepodcast.com. Also, don't forget to check us out on our new podcast hosting device. That is justsomepodcast.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. And we're also on Helium Radio Network. That's Helium Radio Channel 2, Helium After Dark, Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. 
Tom, what else can they do to help us out? Well, first of all, they can tell all their friends and family about us. They can give us some uh, ratings and reviews and just give us some general feedback. We always love to hear from everybody by email or any of the social media sites. They can find us on YouTube. I don't know if you mentioned that one or I didn't hear that one. We do have a YouTube channel, so please check that out, especially if you're at work. That might be handy. We also have a store, and I'm going to be a terrible person where we have some merch, but I don't know the exact url do we have that on our website it is on our website you just go up to the top or the bottom you click on store it'll take you right over to our online store and you can get all kinds of jsp merchandise so i cheated he texted it to me one time so i've never actually had to click on it yet so <laughs> i will uh, i will get on that no terrible person i just used the the easy way also finally the biggest thing the uh, most popular feature seems to be people clicking on our amazon affiliate link on our website you just scroll to the bottom click go do your shopping and we get some proceeds back to the show and while we never know who or where is buying the products we do love seeing some of those reports of what has been purchased with our link so please feel free to entertain us and let us live vicariously through you i don't know who bought the uh, 12 gallons of ky jelly and the baby swimming pool (laughs) but i i want a party like let's let's make that happen i don't know how unless it's jeff again i don't want that but you know anybody else (laughs) You feel free to contact us, and we'll we'll try and make something happen. Jess, do you have? Wait. Oh, oh, oh! Hold on, sorry. This I too far fast. Before you throw it to Jess, I do uh, want to remind everybody because this will come out over this weekend that we're recording, and so Monday the fifteenth through the seventeenth is Amazon Prime Days, so you can get all kinds of great merchandise, significantly cheaper, discounted. Make sure you use our link. I would love to see our link go crazy during that time. And if you've been drinking margaritas, please feel free to continue to use our link at that time as well. So that's always fun. (laughs) I have never. Have you ever done that, Ben or Jess? Have you guys ever done the drunk Amazon shopping? I've done drunk texting a few times, but I don't know about drunk Amazon shopping. No. I personally. Just you. I think I know better than that. I think I know better. I personally have never done that as well. I'm usually too busy laughing, watching like a comedy special on Netflix when I'm drunk to to do that. (laughs) But I do know more than one person that has said, so like three boxes showed up at my house and I don't remember buying stuff. I'm like, ooh, you might want to look at those (laughs) and see what happened. So that's always great. (laughs) Jess, do you have anything social media or anything you want to shout out? Um, mm-hmm. well, that really put me on the spot well, there. Um, it's okay if you don't. I mean, I don't have it. I mean, no, I don't. It's okay. <laughs> Not everybody can be this cool. Jess. <laughs> I'm going to need you to edit that out. What? No, that's staying in. You just say, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's in. All right, Ben. So I don't get too far ahead of ourselves. And I guess, I guess I'm yeah, going to let yeah. the cat out of the bag. Usually Ben does not like to talk to me about the stories we may have missed just to see what I'll say right, when I hear right it. Yeah, that's true. But this week, I actually found one and sent it to him. I'm going to let him talk about it because, Jess, I don't know if you've ever heard. Whenever we try and change it up and I do the story or I do the social media shout out, it is, for lack of a better term, a clusterfuck. And (laughs) it just it's it's hilarious to me to do it, but it just never goes very well. So I'm going to let Ben start off this He's got that radio announcer voice, and then uh, we can just chime in. Oh, I don't think Jeff knows it, so we'll see what Jeff has to say. 
get some fresh take there. All right. Well, this is going to get Tom good and fired up for the rest of the show, I know, and because we've talked about it already a little bit. But Tom, the uh, the great state of Ohio, <sighs> their Senate, more specifically, has decided to strip PTSD coverage for first responders, so firefighters, police officers. They are no longer going to pay for that as part of the uh, budget. They pulled all of the language out in regards to PTSD. Now, it did pass the House initially, and then when it went to the Senate, they uh, gutted that part of the language out. And the Fraternal Order of Police of Ohio is, quote, disappointed, and they're going to continue to fight for the PTSD language. And I thought this quote was very telling also. From the uh, Ohio Fraternal Order of Police, if a police officer breaks his leg carrying an injured child to safety, workers' comp is there to help him heal. However, if that same child dies in a painful death in the officer's arms, the officer isn't otherwise injured. There's no help for the officer to process and cope. I went out, Tom, before you, before I turn it over to you, Tom and Jez. So I went out to NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and they actually have a law enforcement-specific page, which I thought was kind of interesting and telling to this story. Uh, nearly one in four police officers has thoughts of suicide at some point in their life. The suicide rate for police officers is four times higher than that of firefighters. More police officers die by suicide than in the line of duty. And compared to the general population, law enforcement reports much higher rates of depression, PTSD, burnout, and other anxiety-related mental health conditions. Tom, your thoughts? Well, allow me to let the... Let's see here. What was this guy's name? Oh, Jesus, what a name. Uh, Senate President Larry Obhoff... Fuck him. I don't care what his last name is. So let's just go over this real quick. The House puts together a bill. They cover all the stuff. They send it to the Senate. The Senate decides that they need to get this for reasons that they can't indicate. They don't ever talk about. They indicated. I, I like this quote. This one really, really fired me up. He indicated that he personally supports PTSD coverage for police officers. This is that Senate guy who led the charge to gut the bill. But then he's like, no, no, no. I support you, police officers and firefighters and EMS, even if they don't have a physical injury when they develop the disorder. Isn't that fucking great of them? So if I don't get hurt physically or if I got hurt physically while I was getting PTSD, then it's okay. Then, then it's all right to be mentally fucked up for a minute, you know, to, to keep that scar. But if I don't, and I just, you know, witness a terrible tragedy that I can't live with for quite some time, then I'm just supposed to suck it up and deal with it, right? Because this fucking guy, he's been out doing stuff, right? Like, he went out and did stuff, and so he knows what it's like. So I will give at least some credit I personal on my personal Facebook page. Well, I let my feelings flow in a uh, rant about what I thought about the Ohio uh, Congress. And I, and I should I should retract something. Some of the things I said, because it wasn't all of them. The House, as specifically Larry Householder, the House Speaker, said basically I'm paraphrasing. But he said bullshit and said that they're not going to pass this the way they have it. So hopefully this is not done. But I've been a police officer. I, everybody that listens to the show knows that. And I will tell you. Um, and I'll try not to get too, you know, upset, but there are scars that I tell you right now I will carry the rest of my life. 
and I'm no different than any of my brothers and sisters out there that have been police officers. It goes for the red. It goes for the green, whatever the EMS colors. I think they're green. You know, it goes for all the first responders out there with us. Very true. We all go through something. And sometimes I will tell you there are things that you don't recognize at the time. And then all of a sudden it comes back to haunt you. It, mm-hmm. It's those invisible scars and wounds that make it hard to move forward sometimes in life. And a bunch of guys that sit in their fucking office and then talk about and campaigns, how much they love police officers and how much they support law and order and how much they hate crime. Do this cowardly spineless fucking backstabbing action to hurt the very people that they claim to support is the type of shit that everybody needs to be paying attention to. And it, I'm actually trying to not scream into this microphone right now. It, I can tell. Boy, ben yeah. Was right. Oh no, I, I, ooh, it's it's beyond angering to me. Because, and I live here now, and I tell all my friends, man, I love living here. I think we do a great job. And societal differences, there are many. Um, I will tell you, for the most part, most communities up here in general seem to support police officers. So when I saw this. It was like a double stab in the back. It was that, wait, the very people I thought had their backs are now the ones stabbing it. And I think that was the ultimate betrayal. I guess that's one of the reasons that hurt so much is like, wait, these guys are out doing a great job. And this is the repayment they get. Because I, because like I said, I, I personally, I, I've been through it. I've never been diagnosed with anything. And maybe that's because when those events happened, it was still an old school mentality of suck it up go home, drink some whiskey, go to sleep. You'll wake up tomorrow feeling better. I, I don't know. But I, I know I have never been through any formal, you know, uh, screening on any of this stuff. I guarantee you I probably would not like the results <laughs> if I did. And yeah. so, but I know how I feel. And I know when I talk to people that have similar mental health aspects, I, I understand. And so seeing this what? just, it, it oh. It was upsetting. Another, I did see another story on the same, another article on the same story, I guess I should say, that said that they were wanting to fund PTSD, but they were wanting to do it separately, not as part of the work comp no. portion, and that they were more time to study yeah. the issue. Yeah, 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 I saw that. And what that is, is that's bullshit language to, we're going to table this shit so that this dies down and then you forget about it, and then we're going to backdoor it and never yeah. bring it back. It's horse shit it was horseshit when they said it. It was a horseshit idea, and it's a bullshit way to carry it out. So before I get more fired up, Jess, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> well, I mean, it all in the end boils down to money. They don't want to spend the money. They don't want to pay out more claims. I think I read an article. So, I mean, don't quote me. I don't remember what it was, but I mean, it's only going to open the door for workers to abuse a system to claim they have PTSD or claim they had a bad day and, you know, things, right. things like things like that. I mean, it's going to ha- it, and those things will happen because unfortunately people will abuse that, but the ones that aren't are going to suffer. I will yeah. tell you, I, I understand that. And I'm glad you said it, Jess, because I was literally going to say the same thing. Someone's going to abuse it. There, it's going to happen, okay? But that's also happening mm-hmm. with back injuries. I didn't see them say right. we don't. We're going to stop paying for ankle injuries or back mm-hmm. injuries. Like yeah. they didn't say that. 
they said, oh, but mental health, since I can't tell it and it doesn't affect my photo op, you get to do it. Because I'll, I'll tell you, there are still days of the year now that I dread when the calendar flips over to that day. I just do. It's, it's not as bad now as it was. You know, time does heal some scars, but it, it's never going to go away. It's and, still there. Yeah. yeah, it's it's still there. And no matter how much it, how better it gets, it's still there. And I know what those officers have been through. I know what those firefighters have been through. I know what those EMS uh, paramedics and EMTs have been through. And dispatch also. Don't read dispatch. I, sorry, brothers and sisters of dispatch. <laughs> I would never doubt you because you love to fuck with people when you're angry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true it is true <laughs> it's so true dispatchers are like oh well look who's gonna go on 72 dog calls tonight so, <laughs> so we can get off this here in a minute i just i want everybody listening to understand that again like these stupid comments about nursing that was made this is going to trickle down to you okay ohio is a very populous state all right there's a lot of people here and if we if they save one buck off of this and you live in Florida or you live in Vermont, which we'll talk about here in a second, or Texas or California, guess what? They'll come for you next. All right. If one state gets away with this and the other states figure it out, you'll be next. So I hope everybody's paying attention. I hope anybody affiliated with the state Congress of Ohio that. I don't know how they'd hear this, but if they do, please contact me. And if you need me to call these guys fuck faces to their face, I'll be more than happy to do so at any time. So just let me know. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's that story for today. So good, yeah, good. yeah, exactly. So yeah, all right. So now that we got that going, Jess. <laughs> now that Tom's getting fired up. Yeah. yeah. Now now we get to go. Go ahead, Jess. Test me. Test me now that I'm all fired up. I'm joking. I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. All right. So, uh, Ben. Yeah. You said you, uh, yes. Miss Jess said that you had some questions ready for her. No, she just wanted specific questions. I did. <laughs> oh, okay. So, this is the part of the show where we're like, so what's your favorite color? No, I'm <laughs> pink. It's pale pink. Oh, sweet Jesus. Why, you know, honestly, I shouldn't be shocked or surprised at all. So I'm not. Well, what do you mean by that? Why? I've seen you dress before, so I, don't I know mean, that I've ever worn pale pink, ever. I, I'm just saying, I'm not shocked that pale pink <laughs> is your favorite color. All right, let's just put it that way. You've never, uh, whatever. <laughs> I probably so, have. Yes, I'm sure you have. So, Jess, the behaviorist role is that something relatively new in mental health? Is that something that's been around for a while and we just didn't know about it? It has been around for a while in other areas, very new to this area. I've been working in this particular job for about two and a half years, and it came out of a grant from Sunflower. So I really am the first one in this area. Well, okay, so there was a person before me, but that did not last very long. And so technically, I'm the first one to kind of get it up and going. There's only one of me for this whole area. So that's kind. Of, that's been kind of a cool thing. Okay, so what's your background prior to taking on this role as as a behaviorist? So I went to school. I got a bachelor of psychology. 
and then I went on to get a master's in human resource development. I started working for mental health and I've actually been in the mental health field for about 14 years this month actually. I did a bunch of different things in mental health. I've been a case manager for children. I've been a case manager for adults. I coordinated a program called Project Before. I was doing juvenile intake. I've been a crisis therapist. I've been a outpatient therapist. I've done a whole gamut of things in the last 14 years. So with everything that you've done, which is, which do you think has been your favorite? Hands down, the behaviorist position that I'm doing now has been the best always I really always wanted to work in the healthcare field so this was a really cool thing it was good timing right place right time I think it's right where I needed to be so okay so here's something so Ben and I know you we've worked with you or around you so we have a better understanding so what exactly is a behaviorist what is your job function how do you facilitate what you do within an office space so the behaviorist, or some people call it a behavioral health consultant, I work with all the primary care providers. We provide, I mean, I provide brief solution-focused interventions, anything that can be managed with a behavioral intervention. And also if the primary care provider feels like they would benefit from talking with me to try to do some interventions with them. It's just kind of a, the provider sees them, you know, makes a referral to me. I go in immediately into the room. It's supposed to be about 10 to 15 minutes with each person that I see. Sometimes it's a lot longer than that. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a couple minutes. It just kind of really depends. But it, you know, I see anybody, there's really a, a big range of things, anywhere from sleep hygiene to weight management, depression, anxiety, ADHD, alcohol and substance abuse, smoking cessation, you name anything that can can be helped with a behavioral intervention. So what about like even chronic, like say diabetes? Mm-hmm. Diabetes. We, things like that. Yeah, we can go in and talk about diet and exercise and try to get them on a, a more specific plan that way. I mean, there's all kinds of things. So do you do like a screening or... Do you just set up treatment when you go and you talk to the patient? Like, let's say it's uh, drug and alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. Is there like a screening to see what level is it just to help provide resource? Like what is take me through a partial screening or just give me an overview of it? So we can do the I'll do the cage sometimes, you know, for the alcohol screening. Sometimes it's a simple 30 second assessment when you're trying to build the rapport there initially they'll let slip or they'll just right out admit that they're having issues with drinking or drugs or something like that i mean it's just kind of where the patient wants to take you if it's something that's going to be more than what that 10 or 15 minute office consult is going to be at that time then we might try to refer them to the local mental health or we have a couple of private providers in the area also to try to get some help. And sometimes they are really grateful and appreciative and want that help. And sometimes they just say no thanks and that's fine, but it's offered. Are you able to make recommendations on treatment or medications? Is like that part of something you do or is that just something you strictly leave up to the providers? 
I do zero medications. That is completely up to the providers. I do make recommendations on whether or not I feel like they'd benefit from further counseling, more consistent, you know, maybe every week, every other week, what type of counseling. Some people benefit a lot from just talk therapy. Some people benefit from DBT. Some people benefit, I mean, there's all different kinds. Some people need medication Sometimes the providers are more comfortable with a psychiatrist doing the psychiatric medications. It's just different every time. So so the way I generally word it is I will tell a patient, hey, so I have a behaviorist on staff here and I'm going to have her come and visit with you for a few minutes. And she's going to discuss some of the non-pharmacological ways to help with whatever we're dealing with. But I also have, I, I mean, personally, I can say that I've used Jess in the past as well as if I have a patient come in and they're like, well... You know, I don't know if I have depression or if it's bipolar or what it is. And so then I can say, hey, Jess, can you take a few minutes and do a, a quick screening and just give me your thoughts on this? Because she does have a vast experience in mental health that I don't have. So, I mean, that's how some of the ways I have utilized her services. Tom, any? Well, I'm just trying to soak it all in because this isn't a resource I have available. So I'm just in my head wondering how she was deployed for use and stuff like that or how far did the screenings go like did they include medication recommendations or anything like that i just that's what i was trying to get at is like where does the behaviorist draw the line just strictly non-pharmacological or okay so if they needed like when we talked to mike like the esrd i mean do you do that or do you just recommend that as a treatment since it's non-medicine i can suggest i can recommend it and what did you say? The e-, e ESRD. It's like the the eye movement. Oh, the EMRD. Okay. EMRD. I said ESRD, didn't I? Sorry. Yeah. Threw me off there. Yeah, that's why she was like, <laughs> "Wait a minute, stupid, stupid non mental health person talking mental health." <laughs> and there's actually that's why we're doing the show. One, there's a psychologist in town that does the that does the rapid eye desensitization. But other than that one person here locally, you have to travel a couple hours um, for that type of treatment. I didn't realize there was one local. Huh. Anyway, there. We're all learning. So, <laughs> so, Jess, do you think your role as far as being a behaviorist and being actually in the primary care clinic, and I know you kind of help out in like, you, I mean, you can go up to like our OV clinic if they need yes. your services as well. But do you think that's kind of helped bridge some of that gap between primary care and mental health and some of that stigma that kind of comes along with, quote unquote, mental health? I think it it has helped. Uh, I still run into all the time patients that just absolutely do not want to go to mental health. I mean, the stigma is still there. It's still just something they don't want to do. They don't want to be in a room. They don't want people to know. They're much more comfortable coming out to a hospital or a clinic that doesn't have mental health on it or I mean we all know that mental health is has got that stigma and it's looked at as a negative a lot of the time and it's just it was a real big eye-opener for me when I first started I had no idea so many people came to their primary care provider with zero thought of ever going to mental health for those yeah. types of issues I had no idea it's very true. Yeah. 
So from your mental health experience, then how do you think that we as a society, we as healthcare providers can help break down some of that stigma? Well, I mean, doing what, I mean, I think you do a great job of just kind of explaining to the patient that you have somebody that's available to talk kind of bridges a a little gap at least that they wouldn't otherwise even consider. So when the providers, I love that the providers will recommend me or say, you know, we, we have someone that you can see that can talk to you about these issues, knowing that they're not going to really go anywhere else. I mean, they need something. And it's not like I, I'm not doing intensive therapy or you know, specialty therapy or anything while we're in there, but at least they get something. They can take something away. So two-pronged question. One, you said you were from a grant program. How do we find out or do other states have similar programs so that if we, I'm going to go on a limb and say most offices don't have a behaviorist. So how do we look into developing or trying to get a behaviorist in our office if we don't have one? Mm, That's probably a better question for somebody else. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I do not know how to answer that. Well, okay, that's fine. So I just, okay, so the program, it's a state program and they say, hey, we're going to allot money to counties. Do you know any of that or? Yeah, I know our CEO of mental health, they had to write a grant. They had to be approved. They had to tell why this was going to be beneficial you know they have to do a report quarterly to see to show how many people have actually served it's a big deal it's a big process so have are you still grant funded or have you moved over to employee i am still grant funded at this time and kind of going to what ben said so for those of us that don't have you in our office what can I do to help facilitate some of the mental health aspects you were just talking about or incorporate those into my practice? Like what advice for somebody that doesn't have you available? Like what can I do to try and help with some of the things that you're doing? So a lot of these people really just need someone to listen to them. I've found, (laughs) I mean, they can, they will feel so much better if someone just takes that 10 or 15 minutes to, just listen, be a ear, be a show. I mean, just be there, be present. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, Tom. Well, okay, you're a listener and I'm a talker. So that's why. <laughs> Could you imagine? I just now, oh my God, I just had like one of those little funny cut scenes from like scrubs on <laughs> my head. Jess's podcast is 42 minutes of <laughs> silence. Oh, just that. And then, mm-hmm. and then just. Wait another five minutes. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I hear what you're saying. And then just pause for five minutes. Like, wow, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's the listening podcast. See what I just did there? I gave you a whole platform Mm -hmm. now, Jess. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jess, so what are, say, like your top three favorite things to deal with? Favorite things to deal with? Yes. Um... I mean, I would say the top three things that I do deal with are depression, anxiety, and weight management. Those are the top three that I get the most referrals for. And for the depression and anxiety, I mean, they're pretty similar interventions that we that we do with everyone. I mean, there's there's basic relaxation techniques. There's 
it's a lot of the same things for a lot of these different things. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of surprised that either or substance abuse or smoking cessation were not in that group. I know weight management is a very important part and there's a large mental health component to it. But at the same time, I I guess I was really expecting her to say, because I know smoking, primary care, we almost mm-hmm. every patient, you know, there's a smoking screening that you're not more involved at or drugs and or alcohol. It just, mm-hmm. so do you still see a lot of that, but just not as much? Or am I overestimating how often you're dealing with that? I I will I'm not utilized for that very much at all. Is that something you think you should be utilized more for? Yes, I mean I think the substance abuse is probably one of the main things I thought that I would be dealing with. I thought that was going to be the first thing you were going to say to be honest. Yeah. And I think some of that from a, the provider standpoint is I I don't think about it as far as oh hey let me get Jess involved. If someone comes in specifically with depression, anxiety, bipolar, or anything along those lines, my radar is already there. And so I think about it, whereas if it's smoking cessation or substance abuse, it's not high on my radar. And so that's something that I need to get better about as well as probably the other providers in in the area. Well, I think some of it's regional, probably a little different. Like up here, when I, I got, you know, my Suboxone waiver, when I was going through that training, a large portion of that training was dedicated to drilling into your head. Hey, if you're doing this 99 out of a hundred times, there's going to be a mental health aspect. You know, there might be abuse, neglect, something caused this a sexual assault. Something has stimulated the cause of their drug abuse and you need to be cognizant of that. So that's why maybe I just have a different take because I'm in a different area, but I was really expecting Jess to be on that more. And I'm not saying you're not up to date on it, Jess. I'm just saying I just assumed you were going to be used for it more often. Yeah, that's one of the things I thought I'd be used for the most going into it. But it's pro- I probably count on my hand, my one hand. Wow. And it's a tiny hand. It's like <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if those, if those are the things that you see, what was that, Ben? So it's still the same number of fingers, regardless of the size of the hand. Yeah, but I mean, there's less of it. So I'm just like, oh, like I, I just want our, our listeners to think of a Smurf. Like if you think of Smurfette, oh. that's, that's pretty much that's pretty much Jess. I'm short and I feel like a damn giant when I stood next to Jess. I'm like, ah, this is what it's like to be tall. Mm, there you go. So if those are the things you deal with the most and now I, I guess we answered our question what you deal with the least, which is substance abuse, what is one of the things you find most difficult to deal with? So I also, I guess I left one out, grief. I wouldn't say difficult. It's the the hardest personally, I guess. That's a hard one. I can see that. It's just really got to step back. I mean, you have empathy and you you do all the things, but at the end of the day, it really, really eats at you. I mean, you have to hear the stories. I know you hear of secondary post-traumatic stress. It's a real thing. And listening to people talk about how they're grieving and have lost a son, a daughter, a husband, a wife. It's just, it's hard. Yeah. Again, pre-kids, pre-wife, I don't think I could have been as empathetic. I'm not saying I wouldn't have been kind or listened. I'm just saying, like, I'd have been like, okay. You know, that sucks. 
but now that I have a child and a wife, I'm like, whoa, God, you know, that's that's a it's a whole new boat. Yeah, yeah, that's a it's, whole new. And to have to take that home is that's that's rough. And again, going back, like you said, the secondary PTSD stuff like that is seeing some things now still to this day i'm like i get all upset and i'm like i don't even know why i'm upset you know like why am i pissed off now so it just happens oh war movies oh god they get Uh me every time but yeah it's one of those things i'm like wow i i guess i never thought about that and i think that's one of the reasons i'm glad ben got you on the show is to hear about these things so that i think that brings up an interesting question then jess so your job is dealing with a lot of that sad slash bad shit so how do you as the behaviorist then kind of de-stress that well you heard me talking about my newfound love for running right now i do a lot of uh working out kind of stuff i do you know i have two smaller kiddos keep me pretty busy and active so there's a lot i do here at home i do my own mindfulness meditation types of things do practice what I preach most of the time I utilize deep breathing you know I do I do a bunch of these things that's good that you actually practice what you preach mm-hmm. I mean that's I mean, you know it would be really bad if you were like you know <laughs> here's what I do or here's what I recommend you do well, what do you do I get shit faced every night <laughs> I, yeah. yeah how do you deal with this Tom I can't tell you that <laughs> so there you go <laughs> So, uh, uh, so along those lines, what advice would you have? So talk about that a little more. What are, what are a few simple things that we can pass along to our patients or to ourselves to help deal with some of those things like mindfulness, breathing, like what other tips, tricks? Deep breathing is probably one of the most basic, but most effective things a person can do if they do it right and consistently. And I teach, you know, when I tell people how to do these things, I practice it with them. I go over it with them. I give them a handout about it. Sure to stress every single time, this will not work. If you go home and do it one time, you might as well water it up and throw it out the window on the way out. Because if you can't commit to, I mean, my recommendation is 12 to 15 times a day for two minutes each time they do deep breathing. That's what I recommend. Okay, so you you kind of walk them through it so what's explain deep breathing okay so the way i teach people is to put one hand on your stomach and one hand on your chest and when you inhale to take in that breath your stomach is pushing outwards so you know using your diaphragm inhale for four seconds hold it for four seconds and then exhale through your mouth for four seconds and you just repeat that for two minutes and you, I okay. mean, you do that when you get up, you do that in the shower, you do that when you're getting dressed, you do that when you're driving to work or wherever you're going. I mean, you can fit that 12 to 15 times in your day. And it eventually just becomes a, a habit, a way of, you know, this is how you breathe. And so when a person is having that moment of anxiety where they're normally, you know, to the roof, they're going to be somewhere just a little lower, maybe not quite where they want to be, but it'll be much more manageable and tolerable if they've been practicing. So did you cover, I'm sorry, cause I was laughing really hard, not at anything you said specifically. It, it was that you said, well, if you can't commit to this and I was like, it's breathing, 
if they don't can't commit to breathing, they're gonna <laughs> die. Just like, like I was like, I could not stop laughing. I had to mute the mic. I was laughing so hard. Oh my god! I just had that thought. In my head like, well, it's breathing. What can the we hell just, else are they gonna can do? Can we just clarify the difference between breathing and deep breathing? Yeah, I know you're breathing. Yes, I, I just it just struck me as funny. So. <laughs> Um, but so I was laughing so hard. I literally didn't hear part of that. So I'm going to ask, is there anything mentally they need to focus on? Or did I miss that part? Did you cover that? When they're deep breathing, yeah. you should just focus on your breath. Okay. I mean, no mantra or anything like force. that. Nope. Okay. And I didn't know if a, like visualization was any part of that. There is another one of the relaxation techniques is visual imagery, which we use a lot too. It's, it can be anything, but, you know, think of your happy place. Think of the most the happiest time of your life or what you imagine the happiest time of your life being. Who's around? How's the weather? That kind of thing. I'm still hung up on breathing. Which, yeah, no. For Tom, deep breathing is breathing. Yeah, so, when okay. she said visualization, I'm like, I look at stuff all the time. <laughs> I almost said that. <laughs> couldn't stop oh okay all right sorry look i i totally understand what you're saying but it just struck me as funny i couldn't stop myself it's like that's hilarious i don't care who you are this is why tom would not be a good patient so oh no i would be a great patient i i think until she said that i'd be like okay hold on so it's funny she said deep breathing and i was gonna ask a little follow-up on this so apple i watch randomly throughout the day my thing ding breathes for one minute so Mm -hmm. are there apps that people could maybe use or is there something you would recommend for someone that's looking to do this there are so many apps good grief so my go-to is youtube i love youtube Mm -hmm. i really really do i always suggest it to all the patients that i do deep breathing and there's also progressive muscle relaxation which is one that i have people do a lot too but youtube i just stress to them there's going to be a million different things to choose from listen to a couple for 10 20 seconds find a voice you can tolerate some of those are pretty deep and manly some of them are kind of seductive so just kind of what what you can listen to and be appropriate with. So Yeah, I like how she threw that appropriate in at the end. So. So maybe it's not Tom and I is what you're saying. Yes, do not go to YouTube and find yeah. No. Oh, there's gonna be a video of me now doing Edit. some deep breathing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We can do a deep breathing. Oh, we're going to do one. That's happening now. No. Okay. So I know this isn't the same thing, but I had a friend, Teresa. She actually very much got me into uh, like a mindful meditation. You listen to when you were going to sleep and I would just listen. I had the hardest time. I get bouts of insomnia and she was like, you really need to listen to this guy and just do what he says. Just like lay down in bed, put in your headphones and just go from there. Like he tells you what it was fantastic. I really. Mm-hmm. So it was a guided one. Yeah, it was because honestly, I don't know enough about meditation or anything like that. I've done yoga and they say focus, but that's a little easier to focus on, you know, your hand placement when you're sweating. I get, you know, you can do that. But when you're like laying in bed and you're trying to focus on something, my brain just goes everywhere. So hearing this guy talk and I didn't have to think of stuff myself was mm-hmm. uh, was amazing i highly suggest that mm-hmm. uh, to anybody out there 
that yeah that's very helpful for a lot of people who will say that their mind wanders every which way they can't clear their mind so having a guided one someone that's talking to you telling what you what to do every step of the way is really helpful you know i did have a brief out-of-body experience one time in a psychiatric hospital tom you did is this is this a funny is this, do you, do you hear, what do you is hear this? do you hear the panic in <laughs> jess's voice like i don't want to I do here. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no so it was when i was in nursing school in our clinical rotation we did one in one of the the local psychiatric inpatient units and for whatever reason that day they were doing like a deep relaxation slash now I, I mean it wasn't hypnosis but it was just a deep relaxation therapy and they uh, had given us little temperature monitors. The little ones like you used to stick on your forehead to, like could tell you the, a rough temperature, the little dots that would light up, different mm-hmm. colors. So they gave us those, and they put us in this room that was a little bit dark. And I mean, there was still some light. And then they had music playing, and then there was somebody in the room talking and kind of doing a guided relaxation. And it was like, okay, so you know, you're, you're leaving this room, and you're flying over water, and just this this whole thing and i was the only one in the room that got because apparently they say the deeper relaxation you get your body temperature drops and i was the only one that my body temperature had dropped all the way down to like the green color my body temperature dropped like four degrees and the lady was like um you would be very susceptible to hypnosis you need to remember that (laughs) i'm like well now i want to know but it was but it was very weird it was everything that she was saying i was I was mentally experiencing it. It was, I mean, it was, I've never had that happen before. Never had that happen since. But like when she was talking about you're flying over the water and this and that, and it was legitimately, I could, I could see it and almost. No, I, one of the ones I listened to was, I want to say it was like through outer space and I love anything to deal with outer space. And so when they're talking about that, I was like, wow, like I understand. I, I, I don't know if I quite got that deep, but I, I'm just saying like, oh, and I think part of it is and, and maybe Jess can chime in on this and tell me what's wrong with me. But my brain, my <laughs> you know, we don't have enough time for that episode, I know. But I'm saying in this specific incident or incidents is my brain. If you say, Tom, just focus on your breathing, my brain is going to be like, screw this. We got to think about 12 different things all at once. Like, I just can't. But if someone is telling me, Tom, think about you're over water, you're you're in a grassy field, then all of a sudden I'm there. I get it. So is there something to that? Or is that something like when you're dealing with somebody or or, or those therapies, is there a person that you would recommend one or the other to? Is there a way to tell if a person would be better for self-meditation or guided meditation? So a lot of times, you know, you just know because they'll just outright tell you, oh, I just, my mind wanders, you know, 90 miles an hour. And I think about this, that, and the other, and my mind just won't shut down. I mean, those types of people really need guided. They really, really do. If you have the patient that comes in and hundred percent willing to try anything that you throw at them, have already done some self-help types of things. Those are probably the people that are going to benefit more just kind of on their own Maybe they can read through something or listen to something one time and just take that with them wherever they go. Okay. So it's kind of, I mean, it's different for every, everybody it just kind of depends. I just didn't know if there was like a, okay, this person would benefit from this type of therapy mm-hmm. more, but yeah. Okay. Well, Jess, is there anything that else that you would want to add before we 
Well, there are some pretty cool uh, apps. There's one that's called Stop, Breathe, and Think that I use sometimes, and I do recommend it. It's kind of like an emotional, like a check-in. It just kind of asks you to think about how your day's gone, how you want it to go, what's the end to look like, that kind of thing. So that's a pretty cool one, Stop, Breathe, and Think. And just to clarify, that is like stop with a comma in between the stop and the breathe, right? Like you're not stopping breathing. <laughs> stop, comma, breathe, and think. Yes. Well, I'm going to be thinking a lot about breathing <laughs> if I'm stopping it. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's not a clever name. It works. You'll be thinking about all sorts of breathing if you hold your breath long enough. Oh, my goodness. Uh, any other apps that you really like? Mindfulness Daily. It's a breathing app. A lot of people have it on their Apple Watches already. It'll just, like Tom said earlier, it'll kind of ding or make a noise and remind you to breathe for, I think it's one minute, and it'll go every hour on the hour. So real quick clarification, and this is just kind of an add-on. So when you talk about mindfulness, is that ever a therapy that you recommend to anyone? Because I know that it's a whole separate yes. type of I, we've used the word mindfulness, but mm-hmm. I don't think, because I wouldn't have known until I saw, I think it was like 60 minutes or somebody did a special on it, of there's an actual mindfulness, like therapy, movement, etc. Do you Do you yes. have a recommendation or have you ever used it or done any of those workshops, etc. on mindfulness? I have gone to a couple different conferences that had a mindfulness section in it. I mean, there are actually people that are certified to do nothing but mindfulness types of things. I mean, they get really, really in-depth and into it. I know all of our local providers, like at Mental Health, everyone knows what mindfulness is and they can teach some of the techniques of it and be able to explain it so they can work on it at home. So for maybe the people out there that don't know that are listening to give me like a 30 second synopsis. What exactly is mindfulness? Mindfulness is being present in the moment. Just thinking about like what is happening right here and right now. Like how does the air feel? Are you hot? Are you cold? How does the clothes feel on your body? What are the smells that you're smelling? You know, what kinds of things can you hear? It's just accepting what is happening right now. Hmm. That is mindfulness. Oh, well, I was really mindful because I stopped breathing because you told me to try that for a minute ago. And I was like, man, I'm really feeling faint. So there you go. Great. If that is what you took from this, that's 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 great. Oh, there you go. Well, Tom, are you ready for our, our final segment of five questions? Oh, I think I am, Jess. Uh, so here's what's going to happen. Ben is going to... We, ha- we asked everybody at the end, I don't know if you've heard this, you said you listened to the show, but I, you may or may not have caught this. We ask all of our guests the same five questions at the end of the show, and don't think about it. We just want you to give us the give us your answer. <sighs> and then okay. basically, he asks the questions, and then I make fun of your answers. That's roughly oh how this is going to happen. <laughs> Can I just sit in silence? Well, I'm, well, I mean, based on... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and if you do that, what will happen is I will be like, oh, I know Jess. I'm going to fill in what <laughs> I think she would answer. So you may want to pick how silent you are yeah. on, these, on these questions. <laughs> oh my God. So, all right, Ben, I, are you ready, Jess? 
sure. This is the All pressure right. cooker. This is the crucible right here. Are you ready? I'm going to cue up this music here. Join us on a journey into the inner psyche of our guest as we ask five, 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 five questions. Some pretty cheesy music, isn't it? Yeah. That, yeah. Hey, that we, like, we like che- <laughs> hey, we like the cheesy music. <laughs> John and Jason, the music directors, want to bring it back for the entire show. Play that in the background the entire time. <laughs> All right. All right, Jess, five questions. Question one, what is your favorite? It says medical. So what's your favorite medical word? Or you can be mental health or just word in general. So what's your favorite word? Oh, my God. Um, My favorite word? Is that a- In general, like we when we have medical related personnel on here, we ask them like, "What's your favorite?" Like uh, a respiratory therapist would say, "Atelectasis." You know, like, do you have a favorite word related to your work? But if you can't think of one, what's just your favorite word in general? Mm. God, see, I'm not good with this. The, uh, you're Put me on the spot. See, yeah, but that's what makes it great. Just tell us. You're thinking of a word right now. Be mindful of the word and tell us. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mind- mindfulness. <laughs> There's my word. Oh, that's right. weak, weak oh, shit. That was, that was good. That's weak shit. That was good. Oh, Lord. Go, Ben. All right. That was good. Question two If you could do any job in the world other than what you currently do, what would it be? Oh, I would love to be an interior decorator. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. I think that would be so much fun. Oh, make this whole wall pale pink. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or blush and bashful. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Question three. Think back to your first car. Was it a stylish ride or rolling turd? Rolling turd? <laughs> was that a question or was that what you were answering? No, it really was. It was actually my mom's it was a nissan and it had one tinted window on the passenger side that did not roll down all the way i like the one tinted window like one you know, the passengers well i, I baking. think it probably got knocked out or something happened to it and so that's what was the replacement <laughs> <laughs> what color was it it was blue navy blue all right Question four, if your house is on fire, everyone, including your pets, are safe, what's the one thing you want to get out of your house? This is a bad question because I did have a house fire. Traumatic, yeah, like, traumatic incidents, something. yeah. Right, right? <laughs> and do you know what I went back for? Oh, my God, you what? did? Like, I tore, no, I really, did. yeah, I I got my mom out of the house oh. and oh, yeah. it was a bad, it was a bad deal. I went back in for my um, stepfather's ashes that were um, in a box. That's what I went back for. Wow. Like, like for real. I, I believe <laughs> you. Like, I'm not. The, huh. So normally I would say something funny, but I feel like that would be bad now. So let's just move on. <laughs> wow. Thank you for totally sobering up the fun mode. Damn. <laughs> I mean, you. that's what came to my mind. That's what happened. No, you, no that's... Well, so it's supposed to be a hypothetical, not an actual. Like, <laughs> you didn't specify that. No, 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 no. You answered it perfectly. You were right. It was just, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Can we get her some email? Like a, like a Debbie Downer. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but I will say, he did specifically say, though, if everybody is out safe, so... 
I was like, you got grandma. We already knew that. So that doesn't count. <laughs> What'd you go in for after that? Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's have some more fun with this last question. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, question five. You have $9.18 in your pocket. What all do you buy? Mm, I'm going to buy me. How much did you say? Five? $9.18. I'm going to buy a bottle of water. Okay. I'm going to buy some gum. What's your gum? Probably sugar free. I like the whitening gum. <laughs> Whatever that is. Okay. Trident whitening. Let's see. I'm going to buy. It's not very much money. Well, it depends on how much you spend on the dried it in the water. I mean, I know. I mean, so well, that's five dollars right there. So. I would say, what kind of water is it? Like the Sam's Club, or are you like an an Evian? You like the Fiji? I like the Smart Water. It's like oh, six dollars myself. Yeah. yeah, Jennifer Aniston water. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> if I go to a convenience store and specifically buy water, that's what I buy. But other than that, I have the Sam's Club water bottles at home. So. <clears throat> Well, here, I'll save you five bucks. We'll just, I'll fill up a bottle with tap water, and we'll oh, yeah, smart. <laughs> she was like, mm, I love this artesian mm. Ben water. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, so you have like four bucks left. So what are you spending the last last four bucks on? What's, what's your like go-to snack? My go-to snack? Yeah. Mm. Probably like, kale. Don't go healthy. Let, like, a, I want to know. Yeah, like, I, like, I want to know. No, I yeah. like. Heath bars. There you Those go. That's favorite. an answer. That's my favorite. That's my favorite right there. That Heath bar. is a good answer right there. <laughs> I was really expecting her to be like, I like fresh raspberry smoothies with wheatgrass. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> like, just give me something You've got bad. got me pegged all wrong. Oh. I like a good candy bar. <laughs> I just, I'm just glad you picked the right one. So, yeah, toffee. Toffee's yeah. best. Toffee and chocolate. Good it's stuff. delicious. It's the best. Good stuff. I mean, it's not a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, but it'll work. Hey, I That's like That's my second too. favorite. Yeah, I like that is my too. second favorite. All right. My third favorite is to get both of those mixed up in a vanilla milkshake at Dairy Queen. So there you go. Beat that. So, do you do that? <laughs> who the fuck doesn't? So I mean, I never have. Well, well you, I might now. The next time you get a blizzard, you can get whatever you want in it. Every once in a while, you got to throw in an Oreo. Like, it's fucking fantastic. I have stopped having to do that, though, especially with the little guy in the back seat, because he'll be like, yeah, I want ice cream. And then somehow in the 15 minute ride home, he doesn't want it anymore. And I'm trying to drive and hold ice cream and it just no. <laughs> so no more treats for him. It's only for dad. Oh, that's mean. It's not me. I would get him one if he would eat it. I just don't want to wear it and try and drive. So you're not a multitasker. I'm a safe driver, ma'am. I like to have <laughs> the ability to c control a vehicle. So don't mess with his safe driver discount. <laughs> that's, hey, yo, that's no joke. So there you go. All right. Well, we better wrap up that five questions because, oh, yeah, you just kind of. Yeah. We're going to have to damn pre show a disclaimer every time we do five questions now. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad. All right. Well, that wraps up five questions. So if you like what you have heard and you want to hear more, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Just Some Podcast. You can find us on the web or at www.justsomepodcast.com. Email us, admin at justsomepodcast.com. Jess, do you have any last parting words for the listeners out there? 
for the listeners, any parting words, I just want to say if a person in need of any mental health services, please, please talk to somebody. Please ask for help. Help is there. Help is available. Whatever we can do, just we just we have to know. So just speak up. Those are my parting words. That's a great ending right there. Bill. That is great because I know some of the people that listen to the show and they listen to us. They obviously need some mental health help. So that's no, I'm just, I'm super glad Jess came on the show. It was a great time. I learned a lot and I hope she had a good time. Did you have a good time? I did. I had a great time, even though you told me I'd have a very quiet podcast of my own. It's fine. Okay. And yet, I'm a listener by heart. I, I mean, that's what I do. I listen. Okay, and that's why your podcast, funny, would be it's nothing not. but listen. Like that's the funny You're part. Basically- you you have to imagine the listener is doing nothing but listening to you listen. Like that's the <laughs> fucking juxtaposition. All right, that's why it's funny, Jess. It wasn't funny. Jess's juxtaposition. It, it, it there you go. There's the name of your damn podcast. I've done everything oh for you. Okay. Like there's nothing. You literally just have to get some cover art and just put a fucking podcast out now. It, oh every, every week there's an hour of Jess going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying and I feel your words. And then just five minutes of silence. See, see how fucking this is amazing. Like, oh my God. I also imagine uh, me and Ben having a guided meditation now, and it's just me like eating a, like Arby's beef and cheddar. Like, no, imagine you're at the drive-through getting another <laughs> beef and cheddar. Don't imagine you're jogging. That's on Jess's podcast. <laughs> on this go. podcast, you're imagining curly fries. Mm. this is really went off the rails now tomorrow's guided meditation on getting donuts so (laughs) imagine you're driving to the store ben and you're getting me a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts and then imagine bringing them to me but that's it you're just imagining i know it's not actually happening sad face i know i know (laughs) and now we're back to fucked up and sad thanks jess wow Just bring it back. Oh, uh, yeah. No, crashing reality. I love it. That's great. So now I got to go have a couple drinks so I can go to sleep. Thanks, Jess. So, You're welcome. All right. So, Thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Jess. We really do appreciate you being on the show. And like Jess said, if you are a person and you need assistance with mental health, reach out and talk to someone. Because of that, we will also drop some numbers in podcast description for the suicide hotline as well as some other mental health resources if you do need them. And kind of like Mike said last week, mental health is health. Don't forget that also. So that is part of the whole complete picture is we're doing our mental health awareness month for the month of July on our podcast. Tom, anything you want to add before you get off here? Nope. I just hope everybody paid attention and I hope they learned a lot. And everything we're doing, I hope, is to help improve how we take care of our patients with mental health aspects. So I like to joke, but there is that part of me that's hoping that somebody is going to be able to help somebody else with the information we put up. I agree. On that note, hope everybody has a great week. And everybody stay safe out there. It's time to get off on way, move out to North LA, live with the playmates and the stars. Drive cars around on guilty sand, make some hooker friends, 